I can just imagine him in a meeting. You know, yes, this is the contract I've been waiting for. Thank you very much, Steve. Thank you very much, Jerry. And he signs his name, and then he stands up and he says, I'm going to go ahead and have the surgery now. You can't turn the football over 17 times and think you're going to win a game. Can't do it. Won't do it. When it came to the big payday, Dak, you got your money. I mess up his name. I can't even get this. That's a kitty. That's a kitty? That's a kitty. But at the same time, oh, we're going to shackle them in? We're going to take over? <laughs> you are not Diana Prince. This is not Themyscira. I saw it coming. That's why I went solo. You'll never see me coming. LeBron James might be the king. But now, it's all about Prince Paul. Welcome to every living and breathing intelligent biped on the planet Earth to this sick show. It's your boy, the man, the myth, the hashtag legend in my own mind. Big day. Talking not only sports, but news of all kinds. Also, welcome to those checking us out on this sick podcast. On Anchor.fm, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Breaker, Overcast, Pocket Cast, and Radio Public. And also want to give a shot out to all my sick listeners over in Ireland. Hong Kong, Morocco, Sweden, Portugal, Canada, Mexico, Pakistan, Thailand, and of course, these United States of America. CP3. In which I'm now going to call him Prince Paul. Scored 37 points to help the Phoenix Suns absolutely sweep the Denver Nuggets in a 125-118 victory in the Western Conference semi-finals. Devin Booker the book man got into the game as well and also assisted in the victory with 34 points of his own when I was watching this game it made me think about that Celtics Pistons series I believe it was from 1988 where the Pistons ended up dethroning those Boston Celtics and it was absolutely brutal with those two on the court it was absolutely brutal between the Suns and the Nuggets I'm talking elbows to the chin elbows to the nose fingers in the ears stepping on people's toes trying to take charges and trying to run over folks a lot of flopping grabbing scraping with the with their nails 
there was a whole lot of stuff going on. It reminded me of the good old days when you just couldn't easily get to the basket because you knew somebody was going to get hurt if you came in the lane. That's the kind of basketball I grew up with. That's the kind of basketball I grew up watching. And that's the kind of basketball I grew up playing. Oh, it was physical. And in the last game, the Joker, Nikola Jokic, the reigning and defending MVP of this year was ejected from the game with about 352 left in the third quarter for a flagrant and dirty I'm going to say dirty most people won't say dirty but I'm going to say dirty he had a flagrant pile in the third quarter and they said the, the refs looked at it they went back and looked at it again they said nope 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 you caught him in the face you're out of course the Joker wasn't happy about it the Joker played like he didn't do it at first and he was like <laughs> me that wasn't me yeah, it was you. Later on, the Joker said he meant only to commit a hard foul on Cameron Payne. He wanted to spark his team. He said in his best Joker voice. Let me see if I can get that Mark Hamill voice. <laughs> I wanted to change the rhythm of the game. I wanted to give us some energy. I tried to make it a hard foul. Did I hit him? <laughs> well, I don't know. I say sorry. And if I did it because I didn't want to injure him or hit him across the head or in the head on purpose. <laughs> That's my little take on, you know, he don't really talk like that. I, I, that's just me acting out the part. So you, you just get over it. Get, get over it. Let's move on. Devin, the book man is what I'm calling him. Book him. Took exception to the hard foul. He went and got in the Joker's face before the teammates and the coaches jumped in to pull him away. Devin Bookman or the Bookman said this. Let me see if I can get my best Batman slash Bookman. <clears throat> Let me see if I can get that on. <clears throat> Here we go. <clears throat> it wasn't just an emotional play. I don't think he meant to harm him by it. It was just a frustration foul. It was tough just defending my teammate. That's what it is. I saw him go up to Cam after and apologize, which he should have. I've played against the Joker many, many, multiple times, and I know that he's not a malicious player. <laughs> you call him malicious? I'm talking about you, Joker. The officials. Assess thank you. Thank, thank you very much. Thank you. No, 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 no. Stop the applause. I don't need the applause. Yeah, come, keep them coming. Keep them coming. 
Anyway, the officials assess a double technical on the Joker and the Bookman. And after a review, they ejected the Joker. And after upgrading his file to a flagrant two, the Joker finished. He was done. He had to go to the locker room. Had to go take a shower. Hit the showers. And take his 22 points and 11 rebounds with him. The Nuggets coach, Michael Malone, said he watched the play while the officials reviewed the call, and I just assumed it would be a flagrant one at the worst. He said, I didn't feel like it warranted a flagrant two. I didn't feel like it warranted an ejection. He's making a play on the ball. There's a little bit of contact. I mean, marginal at the, at the best. And, you know, he, he, he got him in the nose. So he said, I was shocked. I'm still a little bit shocked that, you know, they called it a flagrant two. And they ejected our best player out of the friggin' game. Well, yeah. Coach Monty Williams of the Sun said, I didn't really think it was a anything malicious. In those moments, you have to, you know, regulate your emotions. You can't go off. That's what we've been talking about all season long. At replay review, he saw it, saw the windup, he saw the impact, he saw the follow-through, which led to unnecessary and excessive contact. And they threw him out. This is what was said by David Guthrie, who is the uh, <clears throat> crew chief. So now, the Suns have advanced to the conference championship for the first time since 2010. Nobody thought that the Suns were going to get this far. Everybody was talking about how Denver was just going to run over top of the Suns. Everybody got it wrong except me. I didn't get it wrong. I didn't come out and say Denver Nuggets were going to beat the Phoenix Suns. I didn't come out and say that the Denver Nuggets were the best team in the West. I absolutely did not come out and say that they were the Nuggets were going to sweep the Suns. I said no such thing. You know what I said? Y'all ready for this? Are you recording this? You ready? Everybody get your pins and paper out. I, I want you to I want you to write this down. Big day of this sick show on the BGC Sports Network and the BGC Sports Network 2 said this about the Denver Nuggets versus the Phoenix Suns before Denver was swept this is what I said I said I said I said it I said it I said it Absolutely nothing. Nothing. I didn't, I didn't have any opinion about it. I didn't care. Because my Dallas Mavericks didn't make it there. My Dallas Mavericks was in, you know what? They, they tried to beat the Clippers in the first round. They was they lost the first round. I don't give a blah. 
I will say this about the Suns. I didn't want to see the Lakers back in a championship again. So thank you, Phoenix, for doing that. I am a Chris Paul fan for the simple fact is Chris Paul has been in the league how many years? What, 12, 14 years? Something like that. He needs to win a championship. He's one of the best point guards to ever play the game. I will say that. I will say that Devin Booker is probably one of the hungriest young men in the NBA right now. He wants a championship. He don't want to wait five or six years. He wants it right now. And he wants it for his teammates. And that young man with a book man will do anything it takes to try to help his team win. I will say that. But as far as Denver beating the Suns and the Suns don't have a chance to make it to the conference championship and 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 and, and the Suns got a better all-around team the Suns got the MVP and all that in the Joker I absolutely said nothing so there you have it you thought <laughs> you thought I was gonna say something absolutely profound just like my intro says, you will never see me coming. But I'm going to shoot straight from the hip because that's the type of person I am. It's the way I was raised. People that I was around when I was raised. They they shoot straight from the hip. They don't. T- they tell you what's up right then and there. Like it or not. You can kiss foot for all I care. But I'm going to tell you like a T-I is. I didn't care if the Nuggets had to swept them. I didn't care and don't care that the Suns swept the Nuggets. But I do care that Prince Paul gets a championship this year. I think this is the year he might just get it. Prince Paul has been on some different teams. He's been on some phenomenal teams. But the chemistry just wasn't there. But with this Suns team, man, they're clicking on all cylinders. If they can stay that way all the way into the championship and through the championship, they'll win. They'll win with no problem. So in that regard, I'm pulling for the Phoenix Suns. But as far as them sweeping and saying Denver was going to do whatever, no, no, no. I ain't have nothing to say about it. So, with all that being said, I got one more thing to say. Make sure you come back for this second segment because it's going to be off the chain. It's going to be potluck. I don't know what I'm going to talk about. I'm going to talk about something. So make sure you come back right here to this Stay tuned for more This Sick Show with Big Day along the BGC Sports Network. Welcome back to part two of This Sick Show. Would you like $500 for an address? 
Honeybee home buyers are looking to buy houses that have been damaged by fire anywhere in the DFW. If you know of a house anywhere that has lots of fire damage or maybe even a little bit, text him the address at 817-330-9532. That's 817-330-9532. Once they verify that the house or the property does have fire damage, you will get $25, no questions asked. Then, after they talk with the owners and they are able to buy the house, you will get 500 real American freshly cut dollars. So text them the address at 817-330-9532. That's 817-330-9532. And tell them you heard it right here on this sick show. EA Sports You know the ones who are responsible for The Madden NFL games For the last How many ever Odd years Well they teased a cover for Madden 22 with a video That was posted on social media This was on Monday And it showed An older mature goat and a baby or younger goat standing side by side probably depicting Tom the goat Brady and Patrick Mahomey who may be the future goat a lot of people are speculating on that on social media, a lot of people were saying that it was them, then they thought it was somebody else, but I think they're talking about Tom Brady and Patrick Mahomes. It will be the first time since the double cover of Madden NFL 10 when Larry Fitzgerald and Troy Palamalu were on the cover together. Now, Brady has been on the cover cover of Madden NFL. He was on uh, Madden 18. And during that time, of course, he was with the New England Patriots. And Patrick Mahomes was on the cover of Madden 20. Lamar Jackson was on Madden 21. Now, the reason why I brought this up and everybody is speculating being on the cover of Madden is not necessarily a good thing because some people believe and you know where I'm going with this some people believe that there is a where's my spooky music at they believe that Madden is cursed They believe that anybody who gets on the cover of Madden is cursed the following year. And guess what? This might not be a coincidence. Because there has been some crazy stuff happening to those individuals who were on the cover of Madden after they had 
exceptional years in the NFL. They ended up on Madden and then all of a sudden their year basically tanked. And it is unexplainable why this is happening. I, I don't I don't know. Is it is it something that maybe they, they got a little too high and mighty? Maybe they got a little bit too haughty. Maybe they uh, thought of themselves to be something that they weren't. I mean, what, you, you tell me. But all I know is, is that this supposed quote unquote curse, this supposed curse could, could be real. So what I want to do for basically the next 13 minutes I want to go through some individuals who've been on the cover of Madden and I want to go through the supposed curses and I'm going to ask the question was it the curse or was it not so if you're ready get your pens pens and paper ready because there will be a test after this I'm going to start back in 2014. Uh, Minnesota Vikings running back Adrian Peterson had an exceptional year of 2,000 rushes prior to getting on Madden. And when he got on Madden in 2014, Adrian Peterson ended up missing all but one game after being indicted on child abuse charges. Was it the curse? Huh. 2012, Cleveland Browns running back Peyton Hillis. Once he got on the cover of Madden, Peyton Hillis missed a half a dozen games with an injury and averaged just 3.6 yards per carry. Back in 2012, was it a curse? Okay, let's go a little deeper. Uh, Back in 2011, New Orleans Saints quarterback Drew Brees. Had a remarkable year in 2010. He threw for over like 5,000 yards and so many odd touchdowns. It was ridiculous the year that he had. And then as soon as he got on the Madden cover, he threw a career high and a franchise high record of 22 interceptions. And that wasn't enough that year. The Saints lost. To the seven and nine shouldn't have been in the playoffs whatsoever. Seattle Seahawks was it the curse? Mm. It's getting a little thicker around here. All right, let's go a little deeper. Back in two thousand and nine, Brett Favre was wanting to get traded. From the Green Bay Packers, he had had enough and he basically told him, you, you're you going to trade me or I'm just going to just walk from this mud. I mean, it was a lot going on with Brett Favre and he ended up leaving the Packers and going to the New York Jets. Brett Favre had a great season the year prior to getting on the Madden cover. And Brett Favre leaves the Packers Goes to the New York Jets, where he ended up throwing an NFL high 22 interceptions and hurt his shoulder before 
he moved on to the Minnesota Vikings. Was it the curse? Hmm. This is probably one of the most infamous ones right here. 2008, Tennessee Titans quarterback Vince Young. Vince Young was the Offensive Rookie of the Year in 2006. Remember, that's when he came into the NFL after he led Texas to that national championship the year before where he made that goal line play and ran it through the goal line and, and, and Texas won. And everybody was going crazy in the Big 12. Austin was jumping that year. Then he turns around and gets Rookie of the Year offensively in 2006. Okay. But then he got on the Madden cover. He was featured Madden. Uh, I believe it was uh, Madden in uh, 2008. Vince Young ends up throwing only nine touchdowns unheard of in the NFL and had 17 interceptions missed a game for whatever reason and then he was benched for the rest of 2008 was it the curse huh see you, you, you see what I'm saying there's a, there's a lot to make of this this ain't just coincidence this is year after year after years give or take there was a couple of years that you know people got on there but for the most part 90% of the people on this list Something happened to them Once they got on The cover of Madden Let's go further back 2007 Sean Alexander He was the running back for the Seattle Seahawks Um, He got on the cover the year before that He had five straight 1,000 yard seasons And in 2006, his rushing total dropped from 1,880 yards to 896 yards. And then two years later, he was put out, he was gone from the NFL. He went to the Redskins and couldn't make it at the Redskins. This was after he was on the cover of Madden. Was it the curse? I, I, I don't know. Was it? Was it the so-called spooky Madden We don't know. All right, let's go a little deeper. Donovan McNabb. Donovan McNabb played for the Philadelphia Eagles back in, uh, I believe, it was 2006 or 2004. It was 2004. And he threw for 31 touchdowns and led the Eagles to the Super Bowl that year. And Super Bowl XXXIX. That's what? One, two, ten. X is 10, so that's 10, 20, 34. So that's uh, Super Bowl 34. Is that 34? Wait a minute, wait a minute. X is 10. 10, 10, that's 34. Okay, yeah, Super Bowl 34. And then turned around, was on the cover of Madden <laughs> the very next season, 2005, and hit rock bottom. He hit rock bottom so hard, you thought that The Rock had got a hold of him. 
and gave him the rock bottom. That's how hard he hit. The season, for the season, the Eagles was 6-10. How do you go from Super Bowl 34 to a 6-10 season the very next year? Was it the curse? Or was it not? Ray Lewis, back in 2005. He had a great year, 2004. <laughs> was he cursed? The next year, he didn't do so well. Yeah, he got 147 tackles, but I mean, other than that, he wasn't really doing so well. He missed 10 games the next year. Was it the curse? And lastly, I just want to say this one. I got to get this one in. Michael Vick. Michael Vick, one of the baddest quarterbacks to be in the NFL, had a great year the year before he got on the cover of Madden. I forget which one that was. That was Madden. Was that Madden 12? Might have been Madden 11. Madden 12. Maybe. Maybe 12. Michael Vick ends up the very next year, and once he gets on the cover, he gets a fractured fibula. Less than a week. Less than a week after the first game. Next thing you know, he was out. He was gone. And then four years after that, you know, he was in jail for that dog scandal thing where, you know, he had dogs fighting and it was like a fight club of dogs and different things like that. You, you know what I'm talking about. I ain't even got to go down that history. The point being is, is that there is astronomical proof. There, there, there is, could you say coincidental proof? Or incidental proof? That the people that get on the Madden cover end up the very next year having a horrible year. I don't know what it is. I, I don't know. Is it, is it, you know, the big head? Is it hubris? Well, I mean, what what is it that has caused this to happen to those individuals? There was a couple of years I didn't say. There was like 2011. The uh, uh, the person that was on there in 2011, he, he, you know, they had a good year. It, it didn't involve it, but it just seems like the majority of the people that has been on the Madden cover end up having a quote-unquote or so-called cursed year. So, I said all that to say this. The great one, the GOAT, Mr. Tom Brady, is probably going to be on Madden. He's trying to go back and get another Super Bowl. If I was Tom Brady, I'd be like, don't put me on the cover of Madden. Don't care. Don't want to be there. I'm trying to get Super Bowl number eight. I'm trying to make it to a point where no one can reach it. No one. And if I'm Patrick Mahomes, I'm thinking the same thing. You already been on there once. What you want to be on there for again? To my understanding, when Mahomes was on there, he didn't. He had a lackluster year. He didn't have a really bad year. So it was kind of 2020 or 50-50. But, no, don't put me on there. And really, stop calling me the baby goat. 
he he's new. He's just been in. He's been in the league what four years now. He's got one Super Bowl. Yes, he he could be compared with Tom Brady in a lot of ways. He he could last long. Brady, I'd be like, don't put me on the cover of Madden. Don't care. Don't want to be there. I'm trying to get Super Bowl number eight. I'm trying to make it to a point where no one can reach it. No one. And if I'm Patrick Mahomes, I'm thinking the same thing. You already been on there once. What you want to be on there for again? To my understanding, when Mahomes was on there, he didn't. He had a lackluster year. He didn't have a really bad year. So it was kind of 20-20 or 50-50. But, no, don't put me on there. And really, stop calling me the baby goat. He he's new. He's just been in. He's been in the league what four years now. He's got one Super Bowl. Yes. He he could be compared with Tom Brady in a lot of ways. He he could last long. If he lasts as long as Tom Brady, he he probably will end up being the goat. But the baby goat already. Remember, he just lost the Super Bowl. Yeah, I know Brady lost a couple of Super Bowls in there, but you ain't going to be able to lose too many Super Bowls and try to catch up with that great one. He got seven. Count them. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven Super Bowls. So, I wouldn't want to be on Madden. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, if I had a great year, if I had a phenomenal year, and they say, we want to put you on the cover of Mad Nip, don't you do it. Because I'm not trying to be cursed. That's all I'm saying. When we come back, just like I did in this second segment, the third segment, it's going to be potluck all day. But I'm going to have something for you. So make sure you don't go anywhere. Make sure you stay tuned right here to this sick and not cursed show. Stay tuned. We'll be right back with more This Sick Show with Big Day along the BGC Sports Network. Welcome back to part three of this sick show. I'm back. You can now follow the BGC Sports Network on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Twitch, TikTok, and YouTube at BGCSN1. And the BGC Sports Network 2 on Twitter at BGCSN2. And if you miss any show just like this sick show on the BGC Sports Network on the 11s and 5s, you can now hear it again directly after on the 12s and 6s on the new BGC Sports Network 2. Just go to bgcsports.net for schedules and for sports talk that's now twice as lit. All right. When the situation was going on in Israel, where Israel was going up against Palestine and it just seemed like it just came out of nowhere and come to find out that this whole this, this whatever you want to call it this that Israel and Palestine I don't want to call it war but it looked like war all out war there for a minute missiles 
flying into Israel and flying into Palestine and people dying over there. Um, it was a surprise. Surprise, the violence began over some evictions. And that's the crazy thing about the Middle East. I mean, you know, somebody got evicted. Oh, you gonna evict me? Oh, blow up your country. Wow. But it drew a lot of attention from a lot of people. And one of the people who got involved in this, uh, she did it on Twitter. And that was Gal Gadot. Some of you may know who Gal Gadot is. Everybody right now should know who Gal Gadot is. She is actually Wonder Woman. The Wonder Woman who we saw on the movie Wonder Woman and who we saw on the movie Wonder Woman 1984. And the more that I watch that movie, I kind of like it a little bit more, but it'll never be as good as the first Wonder Woman movie. Just had to throw that out there, shameless plug. Now, Gal Gadot was actually born in Israel and she served a mandatory two years as a soldier in the Israel Defense Forces. And she released a statement on the violence that was happening between Israel and Palestine before uh, the ceasefire. This is what she said on Twitter. She said, quote, my heart breaks. My country is at war. I worry for my family my friends I worry for my people this is a vicious cycle that has been going on far far too long and Israel deserves to live as a free and safe nation and our neighbors deserve the same I pray for the victims and their families and I pray for this unimaginable hostility to end and I pray our leaders to find the solution so we could live side by side in peace. I pray for better days. That is an absolutely Wonder Woman statement. That statement is the best possible statement that you could make in a situation like that. But here's what went down. Immediately after she released this statement, it became the topic. Became a huge topic. And they were mad because she called the Palestinian people neighbors instead of referring to Palestine by their name and it made it seem like she supports Palestine's tax on attacks on Israel and some of the Twitter users began criticizing her role as Wonder Woman and of course th- this could be further from the truth and the thing about it is is that in 2017 Lebanon's Ministry of Economy banned the release of Wonder Woman over Gal Gadot or Godot I like Gadot because she sounds like 
Godel, if I say it the other word. But over her involvement and the country's war with Israel, representatives for Gal Gadot or Wonder Woman and Warner Brothers did not immediately return Variety's request for comment. I I don't understand what's wrong with the comment. I kind of understand that they, I think they're wanting her to pick sides. But can I just say this? When you're Wonder Woman, you're not on the any particular side. You're on the side of what's right. You're fighting against evil and oppression. You're fighting for the world to be at peace. So you're not looking at one side is worse than the other. You're fighting for unity in the community. I just don't understand why all of a sudden she gets or got all this backlash from what she said. Because she used the words neighbors. Well, they live right next door to you. What are they supposed to be if they're not neighbors? Can I define the definition of neighbor? Look at this definition. Neighbor. A person living near or next door to the speaker or the person referred to. It's an individual living next door. I mean, you can't get a better definition than that. It's similar to living nearest to you or bordering or closest next door. I mean, it's adjacent. It is what it is. And it is not a bad word. So that's the thing that gets me. Why are you coming down on Wonder Woman for this? She, (laughs) y'all, you don't get it. She's Wonder Woman. She has to say she's got to be even and equal across. That would be like Superman. That would be like Henry Cavill coming out and say, I report Nazis. I, I, I support Nazis. No. As Superman, you can't support Nazis. You can't support Maharaja. You support good. You support unity. You support peace. Not because of your beliefs or your religious beliefs or your political beliefs or economic beliefs. You support what's right. And that's what Gal Gadot was saying. She said, this has been going on for far too long. She's absolutely right. This has been going on for years. Are we at 100 years? I mean, back in the days of Abraham, uh, uh, Isaac, and, and, and Ishmael, and all of that, that was at least a thousand years ago. 
if not a thousand, maybe five hundred, something like that. I'm not sure. I am not an anthropologist. I'm not an archaeologist or archaeologist. I'm none of them. But when somebody is talking about peace and saying that you don't want people to die in your country and you don't want people to die in another country, especially they're your your neighbors. You know, that would be that would be like me saying, yes, I love everything about America and I want Canada to die. That's stupid. That is absolutely idiotic and insane. That anyone would say that or believe that that is not true. Canada is our neighbor. Mexico is our neighbors. And under certain administrations, we try to put a wall up there to keep them out. And at one point, we were talking about putting a wall up to Canada, which didn't even make any sense. So I'm like, no. Y'all had no right to get on Wonder Woman's case. She had every right to say what she said. That is her opinion. And you didn't have a right to say, oh, you can't spread your opinion. You can't say that. Oh, we're going to ban your movie. You better not make another movie. See, that's the part of this cancel culture. I've been talking to my kids about it. I've been warning my friends about it. I've been talking to the people at the church about this cancel culture. It's like you can't say anything or you're going to get canceled. Because people don't agree with you. If everybody agreed, this would be a horrible place. Because that would mean that everything you did was right. So if you murdered somebody, I agree. That somebody's dead and murdered because you thought it was right. And somebody else agreed with you. Everybody else in the world agreed with you. That's like, he deserved to get hit by that car. What? I agree. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He shouldn't have been in the road anyway. Not. Oh, my gosh. What happened? Oh, no. That should not have happened. Oh, who's going to be held responsible for this? Was it his fault? Was it the person driving fault? Did they fail to maintain control of their vehicle? I mean, this is basically what cancel culture is it's you're right and everybody else is wrong so whatever you said and you did and 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 you're we're on your side you're right whoa unto a generation that calls right wrong and wrong right whoa unto them who won't get it right who keeps wanting to do wrong whoa cancel culture whoa Jumping on Wonder Woman because of what she said. Whoa! To every one of you having a negative opinion or a negative view about what she said, it's just ridiculous. I have neighbors all around me at my apartment. They're upstairs, they're next to me. Neighbors walk by my door all the time. Do I wish any ill towards them? Do I want anything to happen to them? just because they're my neighbors no do you want something happening to your neighbors right next door to you no because the simple fact of the matter is if it happened next door to you 
Who's to say it wouldn't happen to you? And if you are in trouble, wouldn't you want somebody to come to your rescue? Like Gal Gadot? Like some of these movie stars? Like rich people like Warren Buffett? Like Jesus Christ of Nazareth? Or would you just I'm just going to be oblivious I just want to be oblivious I, I just don't want to say nothing about nobody I'm just going to be oblivious Hey, 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 wait, hey Don't you turn your back You need to watch What you're doing Because it could easily happen to you I'm all on Wonder Woman's side this time. Okay? But like I said in my opening, this is not Femascara. So we all got to work together, both man and woman. I'm done. Seven. Thank you all for listening. Coming up next is the hashtag Brothers of Baseball. Mr. Willie M.T. Junior. Make sure you come back on the 11s and 5s and the 12s and 6s right here on this sick.